What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Morning Java Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and giving me a listen and supporting me. As always, if you like the content, please consider subscribing, following, or commenting, depending on which platform you listen on. I was uh, thinking recently about how games have evolved and how entertainment has changed since I was a kid and got my first video game or first gaming console, which was a Super Nintendo. No. Yeah, it was a Super Nintendo, not N64, though I had one of those, which, you know, they're uh, related, obviously. But my Super Nintendo was a hand-me-down for my brothers, and I had Super Mario, of course, classic, and I had Donkey Kong, which you can actually still play on PC these days if you have an emulator or if you want to build a Raspberry Pi or order a pre-built one, which has uh, all the retro games in it which is like hundreds of games if you think about it. And it's a really good deal. So it connects to to your TV via HDMI and you can get controllers and stuff for it. It's a lot of fun. I love retro games actually. My wife and I have a Wii in our living room with Rock Band. Shout out to Harmonic Studio, by the way. I grew up right across the street from their old building in Cambridge before they moved to Big Boston. But before Rock Band, Guitar Hero, Call of Duty, and all these other games... You know, what what the hell did kids used to do for fun and entertainment and, you know, what games did we play? So before my parents could afford to buy me my first console, which was the N64, since my Super Nintendo was a hand-me-down, I used to ride my bike around with friends, play catch or, you know, kick a ball around with my friends. And before I lived here in Chile, we did a lot of the same stuff, obviously, but we had some games or there were some games or activities that kids partook in which were pretty popular when I would uh, go visit my family in Chile. So let me take you on a little brief history tour of Chilean gaming and entertainment. I don't think that these games are strictly from Chile or originated there. I think, you know, I don't I don't really know where the origins of these games um, are, is. But this is where my family's from, and this is where I remember these games from. So one of the first, or one of the pastimes that kids used to play in Chile was this game that I was never coordinated enough to play, and it's called El Trompo. It's not really, well, it is a game, because you could play this with friends, but it's um, El Trompo, aka the top, or a top, not like a top like what you're thinking of, probably. I mean top as in like a little spinny cone thing that you would throw on the ground, and uh, it's uh, it came along before Beyblades were a thing. And I'm pretty sure Beyblades were modeled after Trompos, except they're made out of plastic and not wood. But if you're unfamiliar with Beyblades or Tops, essentially it is a cone, or it, it comes in a conical shape, right? And you throw it on the ground and it spins, and you either you know try to spin it as long as possible, or if you play with friends you try to knock each other's trompos around and the last trompo standing wins, <laughs> which sounds sounds really dirty. And Beyblades are uh, similar because they have, instead of a string, they have like a plastic, like, I guess, pole tab anyways. It had like a it had teeth on it and the Beyblade had a handle with some, look like a cog on it or something like that. So you'd pull it and once the plastic handle was all the way out of the, other handle the Beyblade would you know drop and then spin and same thing you would you know battle your Beyblades with uh, your friends and the last Beyblade standing wins next on our list 
is uh, El Volantin, also known as Kites. And Kites are definitely not limited to Chile and Chilean history or whatever. But we didn't have fancy Kites like how you can buy Kites here in the U.S. I mean, I'm sure we do now. But originally, Kites were made from tissue paper and balsa wood, like sticks, balsa wood rods. Unlike... Uh, modern kites, which are made out of all kinds of crazy high-tech materials like polycarbonate and nylon and all this other stuff. But the fun part with Chilean kites was the string, which was coated in glass. Why? Well, oftentimes when you're flying a kite, if you're, you know, living in the city, you know, objects such as trees and power lines and kids or pets just happen to pop up out of nowhere and you got to cut your kite out of that situation or you know a tree or whatever branches leaves what have you and it's a lot easier to do it when your string is coated in glass also in chile there were competitions i'm sure there still are where you would fly a kite and your objective was to fly your kite as high as possible and also (laughs) knock your opponent's kites or cut your opponent's kite string so that they would no longer have a kite i know it's kind of mean but That's just how the game went. But the downside to having glass-coated string is that, you know, kids would get mangled when their kite would get stuck on something and they would take their bare hands and then try to pull the string and their kite down from something because you never know when you're going to be able to get another kite or build another one with, you know, with the materials and stuff like that. So my parents obviously didn't want me to play with you know, kites because of the glass string situation. Not because I would have glass string, but, you know, maybe my friends would or my friends' friends or other kids at the park would, and, you know, they didn't want me to get my hands all chewed up. I won't be talking about soccer here because I don't think... I definitely know that that did not originate in Chile. probably originated somewhere else. And it's the same thing everywhere. You know, you play it with your feet. You can't touch it with your hands, otherwise you get a penalty or whatever. And it's called football, and it's actually played with your foot, unlike American football, which is all hands, no feet. Um, That sounds wrong. Anyways, I'm not going to tell you either how the glass string was made for kites because I don't want to be held responsible for somebody listening to this and then doing something stupid and then blaming me. So don't play with glass. That's your PSA. The glass always wins. You might think you won because the glass broke into like an unfathomable amount of pieces, but it can still cut you or embed itself in your skin if it's small enough and make you unbearably itchy and you'll want to cut your whole arm off. You know, also a trick to get little shards of glass out of your skin, I believe, is shaving cream. You can like put it on your arm or wash your arms with or skin with cold water. That usually does a trick. Shout out to anybody who works with uh, fiberglass. Or anything like that if you're in like construction or something like that. Lastly, on the list of ancient Chilean games of yesteryear is El Emboque, which is a distant relative of the world-renowned Ball in a Cup game, which is also from yesteryear. <laughs> they might be cousins. <laughs> uh, however, instead of a ball and a cup, kids had this big wooden bell-shaped thing, probably made by the same dude who made trompos since they were you know, both made out of wood and they look like they're made on a lathe or something like that and sold at the fair. But instead of, uh, but the bell had like a mouth, wide mouth opening at one end and a string attached to the other end. 
which was then attached to a handle and it had like a fine point on it. Not a fine point, but it had a point on it. And the objective was obviously to swing the bell and then catch it on the tip of the handle, which held a string. That or just, you know, try and try again until you got bored and then got mad and then tossed the thing at the wall and then uh, got your ass beat by your parents because they were broke and they spent a bunch of money on a <laughs> on a bell in hand game. They should have called it the bell in hand. Oh, man. How funny would it be if that Boston, that bar in Boston was named after this game? I know it wasn't, but how funny would that be? Because you have a bell in your hand. It's the bell in hand. Ah, anyways. Or it's called a game bell in hand. Whatever. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening and uh, tuning in. Feel free to comment, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Follow and you know, leave me some feedback if you want. Thank you so much for listening, obviously. What games did you play as a child that were not included in here? I know there's a lot. These are just some of the games that I used to play or that my friends used to play when I was a kid. Of course, we had like, you know, Pokemon cards, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. My, my nerdy friends played uh, Magic the Gathering. Some of them still play because, you know, they're losers. Just kidding. I, I was never into those games because my dad thought all these card games were related to the devil, El Diablo. For those of you who are Latinos, um, of course. And, uh, you know, because everything in, to Latino parents is related to El Diablo. Because, uh, you know, why not? That's that's a good way to keep your kids from playing something. Is like telling them that El Diablo is related to that thing. And then like getting really mad about it. Which is what my dad used to do, actually. Somebody gifted me some Yu-Gi-Oh cards or magic cards or something like that. So I could start building a deck because I was like, man, that looks fun. Like... Everywhere we go, there's always, like, somebody who has magic cards and then a, a game, like, just, like, you know, burst out of nowhere, you know. But somebody gave me a bunch of cards, and they were like, yeah, here you go, Marco. Here You can build your own deck. And I was like, yeah, thanks. That's awesome. I can't afford these. So who knows when I'll build a deck, but thanks. And then my dad found, the, you know, the magic cards. I think they were, like, you know, five or six or something like that which is like a small fortune to children because, you know, magic cards were everything back then. And then I obviously, I was looking for my magic cards one day when I was waiting to build a deck, but uh, I couldn't find them. And I thought to myself, if I were my dad, who used to rummage through my stuff, by the way, if I were my dad, where would I have put my son's magic cards? So I lifted up the lid to the garbage can, and of course they were just like sitting right on top of there. (laughs) I don't know why my dad felt the need to like go through my stuff like that, but whatever obviously i'm an adult now i own my own house and nobody goes through my stuff and if my wife is listening i go through your stuff just kidding i I have no need to do that (laughs) i have nothing to hide anyways until next time y'all sorry that outro took forever um be safe take care and embrace the suck y'all peace